II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Channel Massive. This is Casey Kasem. Tonight, I am proud to present Trace Widows Locos. They're a sweet band from Denver, Colorado, and they will be performing a cover of Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Enjoy. Finished with my woman Cause she couldn't help me with my mind People think I'm insane Because I am frowning all the time All day long I think of things but nothing seems to satisfy Think I'll lose my mind if I don't find something to pacify Can you help me? I thought you were my friend Yeah, yeah Someone to show me the things in life that I can't find I can't see the things that make true happiness I must be blind joke and I will sigh and you will laugh and I will cry happiness I cannot feel and love to me is so unreal Telling you now of my state Tell you to enjoy life I wish I could But now it is too late 
and that was Trace Huedos Locos with Paranoid, originally recorded by Black Sabbath. I think that band is pretty cool. No, they're not. They freaking suck. That was crap. That was a total, complete the garbage. They modulated from E to A like that. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, how we're taking this podcast back over. This is Jason. And, uh, I am joined by Mark. Hello. Uh, we are without Noah and Jim this evening. Uh, be sure to flog them uh, on your on the website. Yes, it's all their fault. Heavily, that they're not it's all here. their fault that they're not here. It's it has nothing to do with Mark <coughs> at all. <laughs> no, or the Aval- Colorado Avalanche. No, has nothing to do with the particular hockey team who's in the playoffs, who we will not name. Um, right, absolutely nothing to do with it. No, they just you know how do you say this when you have a team. There's no I in team. <laughs> apparently there's no N or J in team no, either. No, there isn't. They just couldn't totally change their schedules at the last second to make this recording. I know, I know. And that's why it's just the Jason and Mark show. The Jason and Mark show. In case you liked that wonderful band you heard, Trace Huedos Locos, I should mention that that was the silver vocals of Jason, accompanied by the... Craptacular guitar playing of <laughs> the craptacular harmonics of of Mark Miller. Yes, awesome. Now we did, for the record, record that all through the rock band because we no longer can play instruments. But it was fun. No, I know we're totally inept when it comes. If to I don't real, have a little yellow or orange bar now. coming at me, it's true. I don't know what to do. Anyway, for this week's episode, which is episode thirty-eight. Uh, we will go through our mailbag, which is uh, overflowing this week. We'll uh, also talk about what we've been playing, and we will finish that up with a rousing, rousing, ravenous <laughs> debate Ravishing. about oh many topics. Yes, they'll, they'll be about many topics during our our weekend gaming stuff and segment. things, stuff and things, things and stuff, things and stuff. Blah, 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 blah. And no horror lore. No, there, un- unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to be able to bring you a horror lore segment this week. Uh, we, will, we will resume that next week. I just unfortunately didn't get around to whacking. I mean, swatching <laughs> the episode. I'm sorry. That was a yeah, I noticed there. that your um, Kleenex container at your house was <laughs> abundantly full this week. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm going to have to get back on that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And now for a rousing discussion about what we've been playing. What have you been playing, Jim? I haven't been playing much because I've been traveling around the world or just to Boston, and I've been working a lot of hours at my startup company. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. When are you going to play a game? But I did discuss gaming and see a game, and I had um, some interest in gaming this week. I just don't have much to report. (laughs) Thank you, as always, for that wonderful, wonderful roundup about your gaming week. Noah, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of DS games that emulate the real life of people with really odd careers, such as um, lawyers and trash Sanitary workers. Now, are these lawyers who 
who are moonlighting as sanitary workers? It's a combination. Oh, um, okay. Basically, in a lot of these games, what it does is it simulates the non-professional life of these people, and you, you play through it all with your DS, which is difficult because the little people are so small on the screen. <laughs> But I hear that it's really detailed, though. Well, I spend eight hours a day sleeping, and I have to decide if I'm going to toss and turn or not, or if perhaps I might wake up to use the restroom. Mm. If I've gone to sleep drunk, it's more, much more challenging to navigate through the evening. I, I, I see I see the dilemma there. Yeah. I really do. Well, what have you been playing, Mark? Oh, well, uh, let's see, a lot of WoW. Um, of course. I've been playing uh, Audio Surf a little bit, just seeing uh, what yes. different songs sound like and look like. America's gaming gamer's new addiction. And I've been playing Tower Desktop Defense 1.5. <laughs> still trying to beat challenge mode where it's uh, hundred um, levels. Are you still scripting through it? Uh, yeah, I I got through hard mode and got a high score and everything. Cheat to win. But the challenge mode is really hard. Oh, man, come on. But as far as MMOs go, yeah, I've been been playing um, WoW. Mm -hmm. I also uh, updated my Mythos client and I've started some new characters on there. And I also downloaded Dungeon Runners as well. Oh, why? uh, Why, oh, why? It's like, it's a bummer because I think that Mythos, I have to check it, but I think it's still under NDA. I'm not 100% positive, but I think it is, so I don't think I can talk about it yet. But I thought, because both Dungeon Runners and Mythos are kind of targeting, like, the same kind of crowd, I mean, they're both kind of, like, comical, light MMOs with a, you know, definitely with a humorous slant that are free-to-play. I think it'd be kind of cool to do, like, a a head-to-head comparison of the two and and just kind of, you know, see which one comes out on top. So I've been kind of debating doing that, but I haven't really... I've downloaded the clients, I've done, you know, I've got everything updated, and I've played just a little bit. But then it dawned on me that the NDA for Mythos might not be up, so I'm I'm not I sure. I wouldn't have I any can. idea about I, that, I've got, You know, I signed up for beta on that, like, months ago. Everybody I did. It's For some reason, it, it's them. been really slow. The You know, I got my beta key not by signing up, but people had free ones to give out back in 2007, and... They were posting on a, a bunch of, like, user boards. They said, mm-hmm. you know, if you want a beta key, just re- be the first respond. And so I would, you know, I would, I tried that on three different boards and finally got a beta key that way. I never did get it through the actual site. So, and well, then, you have to give it a shot and tell us what it's like. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm planning on doing that in a little bit this weekend. But I've been playing well. I plan on doing something different in a few weeks. You're planning on Age of Conan? Oh, hell yeah, you know it. So for those of you who don't know, the shrine to Age of Conan has been... Well, it's already has, been constructed. It was it was constructed weeks, months ago. I have the I have that book here that my... Jason brought his my little My wife got me when, I, when she bought me the pre-order for the collector's but edition. This evening we've 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 lit the um, braziers... F- braziers? <laughs> what do you call those big cauldrons full of oil? I, I think they are braziers, we've yes. Li- it just sounds kind of funny. We've lit those... So both both sides no, of the shrine. No, we're not lighting are... bras on fire, Mark. Yes, that's we're what... not burning bras. Oh, that's not what those. Anyway, no. we've got those. Those are completely um, on fire at this point <laughs> in time. Um, the only problem is we didn't plan on the amount massive amounts of smoke that our Age of no. Conan shrine would generate, and so. Uh, after several visits from the angry fire department, uh, we yeah, now we are to douse them. we are now well no they're going but we have an elaborate systems of uh, system of fans and ventilation pipes uh, leading the smoke out of the house. 
It's kind of a weird setup. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I like it. It's basically we've got this broadsword with the skull on it that rests <laughs> on this this yeah. wooden um, kind of support thing. And then we've got the the fire columns to each side. And then we have a severed head of some homeless guy that you found, I believe, was was part was of he thing. homeless? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It just that it was he sure. had long hair, and so he looked like he yeah. could be some kind of barbarian. Um, so we've got homeless, we, homeless. we've got that going. We've got this. He's in a better place. We've got now. this woman chained to the shrine who we we're calling the slave girl. We're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, she's hung up on our virtual tree of woe. Yeah, she she's definitely on the tree. We crucified her on the tree of <laughs> yes. woe, sort of so to speak. Um, but the thing that's odd is she seems to like it because she's a goth we picked up on Colfax. So yeah. she's totally digging it. Um, and and we feed her the occasional. You know, a little bit of meth here and there to keep her happy. And then the other thing we've done is we've got the big wheel that spins the mill. Um, we've got both our babies chained to that, and we're yes. going to see which one survives the yeah, longest. Yeah, whoever survives, you know, we'll put them into a, the death pit, and yeah, so. they'll be fighting for, for glory and battle. And so the the Age of Conan shrine is well underway. Oh, yeah. Um, there's only we can do it. Um... I don't know. You've got a cool book here, Jay. You want to yeah, describe it to that. listeners? You have to, you had to get it in. You had to get the pre-order in store to get it. I yeah, guess. Yeah, you had to get the pre-order. My wife, of course, got that for my birthday. I posted a little blog post about that earlier. It's just, it's kind of cool. It has like a, just kind of like a synopsis of Conan and the lore of Conan and everything. And it's got little excerpts. It looks like from various uh, comics that he was in. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I haven't read through the whole thing, but it's it's pretty slick. Yeah, it's pretty good. It looks like really high quality. I mean, it's like a yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, a hardback. Book. It's, it's a hardback. Um, you know, it's it's decent. You know, it's pretty cool. Nice, cool little extra that the that the guy snuck my wife. I guess is she after she bought it. Yeah, so I thought that was hope pretty. He didn't cool. sneak or anything. No, else. he didn't sneak or anything else. Uh, yeah, my week uh, was pretty much full of World of Warcraft. We did the Shadowfan Keep run. Yep, with we, Noah with finally. Noah, yeah, with Noah finally and some other guild members, and we just tore that place apart, man. I was like, I was bound and determined to just bum rush the place and get it over with as, it as went quickly fast, as possible. I must say, you know, and I didn't really have to do much. I did. I was just know. like mowing stuff down. I was like, I, yeah. know, I was the highest level there. Oh yeah, at the you time, were. Way- so I was just like wailing through all the. All the content. I was like, I don't care, man. Let's just get through it. I was kind of inspired by that, so I've been taking all the guildies through Scarlet Monastery with my high-level guy. Right. And that's been going really pretty fast, too. Although we wiped. We managed to actually wipe. Oh, no. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe sure you guys how. died in Shadowfang Keep. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't remember the circumstances behind that, but I think it had to do with uh, somebody... Pulling somebody's and pet. somebody else pulling, and then somebody's pet went on like somebody's auto. pet. Somebody's pet was set on hostile, I believe, <laughs> which was pretty good. So yeah, it just cool. went off and like found the closest group of mobs. And yeah, it wasn't even for once my fault. I didn't go like in fear, like one mob into twenty mobs or anything. Like <laughs> no, that. no. So we did that. That was that was pretty cool. I've been leveling up. Uh, I don't know. I'm up to level thirty five now. It's it, leveling's going kind of slow. It was kind of a bad week for me. And money-wise, though, man, I'm God, I'm raking it in. Cool. I mean, I think I said I had about 600 gold. Yeah, yeah last week, 2,000 or something. Well, I did. I managed to top the 2,000 mark. Um, but then this dude comes on, and he's like, "I'm selling." Uh, it was like a level 40 epic dagger. Oh, gut that, ripper or something that, that already had life stealing on it. He oh, had wow. he had life stealing put on it. it. 
And I was like, oh man. You know, so I looked at it, it was like, I offered him 300 for it, because it was, I mean, with that, it's like, because, you know, it's an epic, it's got, already it has beats, like a wound potential, and it had, and it already had life stealing, which is like, all the mats for the life stealing total cost like roughly 50 to, yeah, I'd say roughly 50 gold, oh, just wow. with the enchantment itself so that's a pretty good it. so I was like, up. you know, I may as well just snag that. Are you going to resell it, or are you going to oh, use it? Oh, hell no, I'm going to use it. I'm yeah. going to use it. You know, and then, you know, so there was 300 down the drain, and then I yeah. bought a couple other things, too, so I'm back down to, like, 18, 1800, uh, I think. Probably woefully overpowered, though, which is cool. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. It's like a total abuse of, of financial power within the game. Well, that's cool. And, of course, I, you know, I'm still fumbling through Guitar Hero 3 as well. Oh, awesome. Well, before I forget, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Arigato, or slash Onigato, one of our... Uh, or Arigato. Guild. One of his many yeah. bases in World of Warcraft. One of our guild members. He started the unofficial Channel Massive um, discussion boards for the, the for guild. For the guild, yeah. Specific to World of Warcraft. So, um, the URL for that, I'll, I'll post it in the show notes, but just in case you want to go now, it's um, I mean, Channel if you want, Massive. If you're a part of our guild, this is... I just want to clarify this. This has nothing to do with the podcast right. or, you know, or the website that we have or anything like that. This is totally independently run by a, by a guild member in World of Warcraft, and it should be for the Channel Massive World of Warcraft guild. And it all, and probably in the future, we'll probably transfer over into the Age of Conan. Yep, um, most likely discussions as well. So depending on, go ahead and give us that URL. Yeah, Mark. It's, so it's Channel Massive. Um, all one word dot proboards sixty one. Not sure why there's a number. dot com. So channel massive dot proboards. Why not sixty nine? Was proboards sixty nine taken? Uh, apparently, it's, it's that sucks. Perhaps most tragic thing of, of all. But uh, yep, proboards sixty one dot com with channel massive in front of it. Check it out. It's starting to fill up with some good stuff. Right on. And that concludes our week in gaming. And now it's time for M A I L. <laughs> time Mail. for a weekly mailbag. Uh, we've got uh, an email from Andrew. Um, Andrew had some comments. He suspected that Jim, of course, would be on the show, but he is not. But he thought he'd head Jim off at the pass and uh, put up some comments about RuneScape. And before Jim could say that RuneScape sucked. Yeah, before Jim could come out with his lambasting of RuneScape, he decided to head him off at the pass. And, and oh, apparently Andrew wants his own corner. I'm sorry, Andrew, but it's probably not going to happen. Well, we got we got two more. I mean, well, I mean, we might have a corner. Yeah, actually, we might have a corner available. Actually, I think we do have a corner available. Yeah, we've got. I mean, four so. corners. We've got <laughs> we got two. So anyway, Andrew has this to say. He says, "As I have a vague feeling, Jim is going to say how RuneScape sucks in the next podcast, just to point out why I've played it for about two years. Bad graphics. He. Li- I don't know if he'll try. Li- <laughs> I don't know if he listed that as a reason why he played." Let me tell you why I love this game. <laughs> Shitty graphics. <laughs> yeah, bad graphics. A bad thing? Endgame boss raids in that game can be pretty massive on a shitty computer. I mean, 200 plus players and you pretty much have zero lag. So I guess he's saying that the light graphics requirement allows for un- 
unheard of amounts of people right. in a raid, which is impressive. Yeah, 200 players. Also, you can't judge it off the tutorial island or the immature gold-selling prostitute village of Lumbridge. I'm not a fan of the tutorial island. No, that place. That. Yeah, I know. It was like, God, I hate that place. Yeah. That basically made me just want to stop playing the second yeah. I did. Um, he mentions that the skills in that game are great to train, but like I said in another email, there's a lot of grinding, but the rewards are worth it, and it will take over a year to get maxed out in combat. Good lord. God, over a year? Wow. Get maxed out in combat? That's pretty crazy. Um, membership is only five bucks a month, and will give a lot more enjoyment and achievements than most of the $15 games. And there's also updates every week. Every week there is one or more updates, and not just small little bug fix- fixes, small dungeons or new quests. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. I just, you know, I can't seem to force myself to well, get into it enough to even get out of the tutorial area. It's like, <laughs> God, I just no, can't stand n- No this. slamming of... I mean, I don't mean to slam the game, but, like, why should you get over it? Like, you have... You have reached a level of expectation with the games that you play where you want, like, great art assets, you want a great game system, you want, like, a first-class uh, storyline, you want all these things, and, and you've been, you've RuneScape gotten it in quite a few really different games. To me. Why, why would you take a step back to go to RuneScape <laughs> yeah, exactly. just so you could play pay $10 less a month? Or why would you, why would you even go further back and go into, like, a mud at this point? It's kind of... Hard to go back. It's it's kind of like hard to fa- fathom. It, you know, it'd be hard for me to fathom going back and playing, uh, you know, Ashram's Call. Right. I mean, like, you, you in, know, in the incarnation that I played years and years ago, I, I I couldn't see myself even liking that game anymore. Really. Right. You're playing like what Mario? What is it? Galaxy Universe? Something like that. Oh yeah, Super Mario Super, Galaxy. You're not like gonna want to go back and play Super Mario. No, not really. NES, right? Don't really I have mean, any desire to. Right. I mean, you've done that, and you've kind of, and so like RuneScape, I think it's great. It's really cool. I think they have like some like two million subscribers or more. It's an insane amount. It's it's cool that they've done it, but for most of us who play, who are used to these AAA titles now, it's just not something that you it's can. Not something that can't go cuts there. it for us no. anymore. That ship has sailed. Had it come out in the 80s? Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. uh, Robert chimed in, and he just wanted to say that he liked my, my horror lore porn reviews. Um, and you're saving him a lot of money. Yeah, he says, you guys are really cracking me up with the horror lore. Thanks for saving me money. Well, I I'm a, I guess I I should say you're welcome. <laughs> you, you <laughs> and I'll are. try to get back on the reviews next week, I uh, promise. You know, it's Jason's cross to bear, you know, really, uh, all you listeners. I mean, it's not something... And it is one big freaking cross. He's very much opposed to uh, pornography and um, seeing naked women yeah, on the screen. it's, it's he, horrible. In fact, you know, he... He's very much, very. He's very much a pure guy. I mean, he uh, he goes to church regularly. Jason does. He yeah. I'm he, a, I'm a God fearing Christian. He is. He's you know. So this is this is something that's very painful to him, and it it goes against his <laughs> yeah, faith and the ten years. It hurts. It hurts. So good. He's learned, but yet he does it for you, the listener. So you know, thank you, thank you, Jason, once again for taking one for the Amen. team. No problem. I, of course, will rejoice that we're not doing it tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back with it next week. Damn it. Fear not. Uh, Scott. Scott, of course, chimes in with Scott's Corner. Wait a minute. You seem to have skipped somebody's email. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. The nameless one. Apparently, Jason Jason has skipped over Derek's 
email. Who? Who? The one that is the nameless the one, nameless is one. He, is he refers to him? Yes. I, I'm going to read the nameless one's email. Um, so he, he, I'm, this is... I'm leaving this, now. This is... <laughs> Jason has stormed out of the studio. Oh, God. He just he just kicked the studio cat. Um, so, so the nameless one says, um, MMOs that feature large-scale PvP seem to do well at launch. Then when players are geared up and participate more in PvP, the, pal- the balance won't... The balance wines come out. So, yeah, I, I'm familiar with that. Uh, what players need to realize is that, game, is that the game was balanced towards large-scale PvP and not 8x8 or 5x5 or what have you. Dark Age of Camelot had this problem. The methods of crowd control were horrible. Baseline 9-second stun, anyone? Yeah, 9-second stun would be kind of a game-ender there. But it worked for the large-scale PvP. The issue is that players began to force 8 by 8 play on a game designed to keep God, I can't read his writing to keep um, sieges and relic raids what many players want is class X to have a 50% chance to defeat all other classes or A greater than B greater than C greater than A style of play should developers focus on group PvP instead of large scale PvP well that's a tough one, I mean what about one on one PvP I mean you you gotta I, I don't know I think I think that what developers should do is at least acknowledge that a lot of us players like PvP and a lot of us players like PvE and make sure they release a game that has both for once. For once. I mean, I still haven't seen a single game that's come out that's had that balance yet. I, with maybe the exception of Guild Wars. And the only problem with that is it's not like a true MMO. What do you, what do you think, Jay? Assuming this isn't written by the nameless one. Well, anyway, I'm, I guess I'm back. I, I don't know who wrote that email. Don't really care. But it was a great email. It was a great email. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to Scott's corner. Scott uh, Scott writes in and he wonders if this is the year that uh, World of Warcraft finally gets punked. Uh, last show, your comments towards the end of the alpha rumors of Wrath of the Leech King, and it got me thinking, is this the year we finally begin to see some slippage in their numbers? As more quality competitors enter the marketplace, Lord of the Rings Online and Guild Wars are really the only games since World of Warcraft's release that can say that they have been a success in my opinion, but neither seems to have drawn any real numbers from World of Warcraft to generate that success. Dungeons & Dragons Online, Vanguard, Tabla Rasa, Pirates of the Burning Sea, which of course just announced that they had server consolidations. Oh, yeah. All, I believe, we can agree have not been market successes. Does Age of Conan and Warhammer Online begin to erode the World of Warcraft subscription base finally? World of Warcraft is beginning to get a bit long in the tooth and can't sustain this level forever, even with content updates. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, you'll probably see a little slippage. I don't think you're going to see, like, mass exodus away from World of Warcraft, by, you know, not by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just natural that you're going to see some slippage in their subscription base, you know, when you've got, like, a hot new title like Age of Conan coming out. I mean, anybody who's seen the videos and is getting more... I mean... 
it's, it, the time is coming, and there is no more delaying Age of Conan. It's coming out on the May 20th. Conan is coming, and he will conquer. <laughs> yeah, he will conquer. You know, it, it's it's coming. It's not going to be delayed. It's it's coming out May 20th, and yeah, you're probably going to see a drop in subscription numbers in World of Warcraft. How long that will last, how long, you know, if, if, the, if they have a crappy launch, which of course people, you know, they keep saying, you know, no, we're not going to have a crappy launch because we learned our lesson the first time around with Anarchy Online, you know, so Funcom's promising, you know, a smooth, awesome launch and, you know, hopefully it can deliver on that, you know, and, and granted some people are just going to find that Age of Conan, you know, while it may be a great game, it may not be the game for them, so naturally they're going to go back to World of Warcraft or whatever game they were playing before then. Yeah, I think... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just natural that you're going to see some slippage in numbers. Well... Not not huge slippage, but... Yeah, I think a lot of people have been kind of forecasting that WoW has finally hit its ceiling, so to speak, or its peak, it's peaking. The question is... Will they really see a drop in subscription base? It depends on what the new crop of MMOs have to offer. And and the other thing is people tend to have multiple MMO subscriptions running simultaneously unless they're on a really tight budget. This is true. So a lot of people might leave their WoW subscription, especially if they've got a good community established. And they might also have an Age of Conan subscription. And they might play both at the same time. They could very well do it. Like, you know, even our little group, we might be like, okay, we're doing Age of Conan until we get everybody in. No, I don't foresee me switching back and forth. We might, you know, but like for a Monday night thing. You know, it's going to have to take like a massive failure in Age of Conan's release to make me go back to World of Warcraft. I mean, it could could happen and I I don't know. I'm not not saying that WoW's going to Definitely, I don't think it like Age of Conan and then Warhammer are gonna wipe WoW off the. It's not gonna be like everybody's like, yeah, "What happened to WoW?" Happen. I remember when I used to play that game <laughs> because they're gonna have the Wrath of the Lich King coming out, and a lot of people are who have really put a lot of time and effort in the characters are gonna want to come back and well, do yeah, that content. No doubt about that. Um, and it really also depends on what Age of Conan and War deliver. I mean, they could both be flops. They could both be good. We don't know. Certainly, yeah, it's true. Certainly, I think Jason and I have cast our vote that uh, the what we're seeing from war right now isn't isn't all it's cracked up to be. I mean, and, and that's not. I mean, you know, but it's not going to stop me from trying it. No, no, me neither. I'll definitely. You know, I've already bought my. I've already pre-ordered it. Yeah, you know, I'm definitely going to give it a shot. So yeah, I'm going to try it. No but, doubt about uh, it. There's what I always call MMO recidivism, which is where you. You always fall back to whatever you know. Hey man, it's like that. Why, why do you think I'm back in World of Warcraft yeah, right now? Because you know it's it it scratches that itch for you. That's right. It's got it's got what you and what man, you I need. got a weird itch right now. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, he does this look very <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, okay. Anywho, moving on. Uh, Julian, Julian, we haven't heard from him in Is a this while. Julian Lennon? No, not Julian Lennon. Uh, Julian uh, wrote in, and he wants he he writes about wanting more controversial topics from his games. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, I recently heard a news report on video games, and we'll I'll post this link up uh, with the show notes uh, when we release the uh, episode." Um, recently heard a news report on video games and how they're becoming a new form of entertainment, and the industry has grown, especially for adult audiences. But no newscast about video games can be positive. 
they ha- they say that since video games has become mainstream, it is now their responsibility portray- to portray like films do controversial topics like genocide, Iraq, Iran, civil conflicts in Zimbabwe or wherever, etc., etc. I too have thought that some, not all, video games should begin portraying characters going through controversial times. The closest I've seen to this are RPGs, but those conflicts are usually pretty basic and not grounded in the real world. What do you guys think about this? Um, Should some video games put characters you play into controversial situations, like you're a riot policeman quelling the riots in Tibet and committing atrocities, and along the way you're given the choices which will affect the outcome of the conflict and whether or not your character will make some moral decisions? This would give a greater depth to some games and give deeper insight into some modern conflicts. Of course, this should not apply to all video games. Hell, I usually play to escape current events, but if a few games followed this formula, especially an MMO, for instance, maybe three factions like the Muslims, Christians, and atheists duke it out in a sci-fi <laughs> environment, I would give it some fun. It would give it some fun. Your, yeah, give it some fun times and a deeper understanding of the world. Your thoughts on this? Well, Mark, what do you have to say about that? I First mean, I think off, it's a kind of an interesting topic. Julian, if you would like to have blog writer status on Channel Massive, please send me an email to mark at channelmassive.com because I really love the things you come up with. <laughs> yeah, um, what, the, the sci-fi <laughs> environment with with atheists, Muslims, and Christians? Yeah, that that's kind of interesting. I, I just love that concept. Yeah, um, that cracks me up. I think it's an interesting concept I don't think it's like a responsibility for for us to go there I think the difference between like mainstream media and and gaming at least for me is that I like to use games to escape uh, just like I like to read I have two things I like to read I like to either read like really in-depth scientific journals and books like on quantum physics or something dumb that interests me at the time whoa, or, whoa. or like how <laughs> I like to read quantum how, physics books or like, <laughs> you know how 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 to do something cool with an, like an IT thing like <laughs> a router stuff with things I like either that <laughs> or I like total escapism fantasy or sci-fi um you know and and it's it's like I like to play games to escape I really like to check out so to speak when I when I play a game, so I don't know that I want to see something like topical and relevant in a game that that I'm playing. I I don't really yeah. Know. I don't know that I'd really enjoy a, an MMO experience that like like say for instance it puts me in the position of like a Chinese policeman and I was like yeah. having to quell you know quell some like insurrection insurrection like by some Tibetan monks and stuff. Yeah. I just. You have three. You have three possible choices. The Tibetan <laughs> monks will soon douse themselves with gasoline and light themselves, <laughs> light themselves on, fire. on fire. Only you can make the right. To, you know, that that's a tough one. I I, yeah, I personally I, I don't know that it's, I'd really it's not enjoy a market that. that appeals to me, and I I hope that that the games will continue to just find good escapism type con- uh, content uh, for me. But there is a game coming out called Crimecraft. That might be yeah, right up your might alley. Might be renamed. Actually, no, your alley, there's but like up another one too. It's like APB. Yeah, where it like puts you into like you can be like the the thieves or or the policeman. Yeah, you can choose your faction, yeah. so to speak. You know, lawful or 
Renegade. <laughs> or gang. My name man. is Diablo, and I ride a motorcycle. Shh. I don't know why I take the Chicano accent for that necessarily, <laughs> but... And let me tell you, Mark is about as Chicano as they come. Yeah. Say. Odole. Odole. But, uh, vato. But, um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's a, good, in the it's a good point. It's an interesting idea. I, I personally hope... Hope I don't have to choose to play any of them. Yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of agree with you there. I, I play games to escape, and I, I don't really care so much about, you know, real life moral decisions that, you know, would affect the game's outcome. It just doesn't, right, seem like it would be that much fun to me. On a personal note, when I discovered that there was an MMO in development development called Crimecraft, I was very concerned that this could be the one that grabs my wife because she's always glued to the A&E channel which has, which is really just A&E and what, what's that other channel like well like the uh, history channel is like is like World War 2 unmasked basically like it's yeah, just world, you know actually but A&E I think, uh, is like is like true crime like stories yeah, totally. of stories of how to kill your spouse or how MSNBC to dodge being killed by ton of documentaries my wife like knows that every too. possible way that I could try to kill her and she knows every possible way to kill me <laughs> and uh, you'll never get kinda, away and with when it, I saw Mark. that there was like an MMO you know devoted to being a criminal or being a law enforcement officer I thought oh god she's gonna lose it on that one for sure <laughs> but thanks for the thanks for the good topic Julian <laughs> Breaking news from the Channel Massive blog blog post. I mean, our blog posts are so rare anymore that yeah, that's actually we, we have quite, a we regular kind of, podcast. We had kind of a few this week, you know, kind of Age of Conan related. I think Jim posted like a crazy tree yeah. about Quake. Where he had, uh, and actually it was kind of funny because then Jim went on this rampage where he kept editing everybody's posts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was saying, like, not I love Jim's posts. They're the greatest <laughs> things ever. And he'd cross out what you actually wrote. So you yeah, he like he like took everybody's posts and it was pretty hysterical. He was going power mad, and I, I kind of was tempted to just lock him out of the blog altogether <laughs> to show you like the power, what real power madness could do. But that's I true. Thought, nah, better, better let him. Anyway, enjoy our very it. own Noah, Noah put up this uh, last second blog post it looks like. I don't know when he did this. I, I just noticed this now. Um, where he talks about uh, the mounts for Age of Conan. And I'll, uh, I guess I'll just read it off just for the hell of it. Because it's kind of, it's kind of brings up a couple cool points, I think. Uh, it says, okay, so here's my dilemma. I was really all about Age of Conan's War Mammoth. I had to have it. But the more I think about it, the more I think I'd prefer the Rhino as my pre-order bonus mount. According to the Funcom site, different retailers offer different mounts with their pre-orders. Walmart and Amazon, which sell the collector's edition for $10 less than GameStop, pack in a fancy bow instead of a mount, and I can't see how that mounts. That That's going to be any better than a mount. I'd no, rather have a mount cheesy. than... Yeah, I mean, that bow is probably easy, easily replaceable. Yeah, it's just a loot. I think I've said that before. Um... GameStop offers the Mammoth. Best Buy apparently is the only retailer rumored to pack in the Rhino if you pre-order with them. But there's nothing listed on their website at all, not even the game. According to the Age of Conan forums, the Rhino is very easy to come by if you're pre-ordering. In Europe? I suppose it's a little silly. Whatever mount we're granted won't be accessible until level 40. Hence why they throw in the mount bag as something to tide you over until then. And by the time you reach 40, you could probably pick whatever mount you want. Though 
if you earn an in-game one, it won't look as fancy as the pre-order version you get gifted with. And let's face it, the Rhino looks pretty damn sweet. Plus, he's fast, which means I'll be able to quickly gore Jason, Mark, and Jim before they have a moment to react. Yet whatever, I want the game badly, even at the collector's edition price, and I won't let it come out. I, and I won't let it come out and not be able to join all the massive members on launch day. So now the question is, how long can I wait before pre-ordering and settling, quote unquote, for the mammoth? TikTok. Right on, man. Settling. Settling. Settling for a war so, mammoth? So the rhino has one horn, but the war mammoth has two. So I could double gore Noah while he's trying to gore me. This is true. So or, or you can, like, take his horns and just, like, fling him, in the air. him into the air. Fling him out of the way. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know. I kind of like the Rhino, too, but like dealing with Best Buy is just not something I do for fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't normally buy... Channel Massive is no longer sponsored by Best Buy. <laughs> oh, damn it! We lost <laughs> another Best one! God, fuckers! Anyway, um, yeah, now that we've lost our Best Buy membership, we'll now be requiring our members to send $10 via PayPal at two. Mail at channelmassive.com. M A I L. <laughs> yeah. Good luck there. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Anyway, um, no, I mean, I, I the whole mount issue is, I don't know, it's it's really a non-issue for me. I, I it, it makes me really wonder how many people are going to order from Walmart or Amazon. I mean, why would you when you know that you could pre-order it from somewhere else and get a much cooler. You yeah, know, starting thing as as a mount like that. I mean, it's kind of funny too because I think most people that pre-order really are at this point the way that most betas go. They they're doing it to get early entry into the beta or true. early entry into the game. That's where they partly give you why that. I did it. You know, I, well, me too. It's like man, I gotta check. I that want out. that early access there. I want to be able to get in before anybody. And I, and I know that they're doing it to me, and I can't help myself I still do it it's like god I should just be I should be like able to wait but I have this instant gratification streak that's yeah, still there you know I, so, I agree I, I, I really I I was I was seriously just thinking about just buying the regular version uh, honestly but then my wife goes out and pre-orders the collector's edition for my birthday which was really cool so basically she made up my mind for me right right and um, which I'm really appreciative love you babe love you babe my wife buys me socks. So <laughs> I had to buy myself. You get socks, I get Age of Conan. Well, well, I think <laughs> I think that's cool and all that Noah's stressing about this. I think it's a good sign. Yeah, I think it is a good sign. It, it shows that Noah's Noah's getting pretty pumped for this game. Yeah, and you know, I I think that he's not the only one. Um, I, you know, I, I guess my my suggestion to any of you who are planning on on getting Age of Conan, either you know, either don't don't pre-order the the collector's edition at all, you know. In, in if which you have the fortitude, just yeah. wait. Yeah, if you have the fortitude, just wait. You know, or if you're insane like Mark yes. and I, um, you know, we, you know, then pre-order it. Yeah, pre-order that collector's edition. You know, because it's just it looks so cool. Yeah, it just looks really cool, and it looks like they're doing it right. You know, I hope I hope they don't prove me wrong. Oh, no, it's know, happened and, and before, have an, and having total epic fail like Vanguard or or whatnot. The super disappointing game launch. Yep, in there. Anyway, we just thought we'd share that quick blog post with y'all. 
now it's time for the how was that? I, I never participated. You know, that is. That, that was pretty good. Thank that you. was pretty good. I appreciate that, Mark. I, I appreciate tried. the assist. It's, it's not gym quality, but I tried. <laughs> you guys have it down. We've got news from Pirates of the Burning Sea. Arr, matey. Arr. I'm looking for booty. Oh, well, you won't be finding booty on uh, about seven servers that we're going to be shutting down. What? Arr. How could this be? Yeah, it's like, God, how long have they been... A- up, I mean, I mean, it's this is like something like I would expect to months, hear from really. like Ultima Online or something. Uh, this game has barely been out like a few months, right. and they're already consolidating servers. Uh, they're going from eleven to four, apparently. Only, and uh, they they try to spin this as well. When Pirates of the Burning Sea launched on January twenty second, oh. There's the date. January twenty second. <laughs> so it is. We introduced our customers to eleven new game servers. Through feedback from our players and evaluation of our server populations, it has become clear that key game features require populations of higher density in order to function at optimum levels. In, any, in other words, more than one player per server. <laughs> yeah, that might help. When you take into account both the disparity in player time zones and the delayed launch of our title in some countries, we were spreading our overall population too thin. Also, in more recent builds, we were able to improve our server technology to allow for an even larger population than we were originally equipped to handle. Which would be four. Yeah. Instead of two. No, how about this for the real spin? We don't have enough (laughs) subscribers to warrant having 11 servers available for everyone to play on, so we're going to cut it down to four. Yeah. That's what's probably really going on here. And probably lay off some people, but we're not talking about yeah, that Yeah, they're probably not going to talk about that either, but... Um, yeah, this can't be anything but bad news for fans of Pirates of the Burning Sea. They're going to be forced to rock the plank. Uh, oh, I'd like to say I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I know. Actually, I think in your... Uh, in your predictions blog post, like back at the beginning of the year, you predicted that uh, Pirates of the Burning Sea would become irrelevant by, yep, forgotten by 2008. Yeah, it was like by or two, end of well, 2008, end of 2008 yeah. sometime, which was well, I've forgotten it until now. Now yeah. I know. Yeah, now, yeah, now we know, man. Closer was, to oblivion. Yeah, now they're going down to Davy Jones' locker. Arr, matey. And how many bad pirate puns can I include in this news oh, segment? Oh, there's many. I'm, I, and I'm not celebrating the just the failing of another MMO or anything no, like that. No, I'm just, not either. It's just it's such really, a niche thing. And it it's is like, a niche. In other games, any medieval setting game, which is like all of the fantasy ones, can have the whole pirate theme anyway, so... Yeah, they could incorporate it Why into would their you game want... if they wanted to, and many of them do. I Why mean, would you shoot, want... World of Warcraft has oh, places like, like Booty Bay, Booty Bay, Arr. Ratchet, and Ratchet, Arr. or what's that one? Um, Steam Weedle Port or whatever. I mean, right, right. It's like it's like you know you can kind of be a pirate in all these other games to some extent, or a ninja. Or an depending ninja. on what the deviant or fish you can do you. all kinds of other things in all these <laughs> other games. So why would you want to lock yourself into this niche game where you can just be a pirate and it's all kind well, of and the the ship to ship combat is just you know when I played it in beta it just seems so slow and clunky to me. Right. And the uh, you know the hand to hand combat the melee combat just seemed really god it was horrible. 
Um, it wasn't heroic. I just don't think... Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just a total niche. You know, it was basically doomed, I think, to begin with because of that niche. Right, right. Um, And... You know, yeah, I, I actually, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to find out how many people actually play uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, online. more. More. I wonder if there's probably more. More. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure wondering there's more. if there's more. Yeah. And Which so is that, kind of that's sick two, and wrong and pathetic. Two of them but, in the same niche, but one's got like a major IP well, I think behind there's it. even like another one that's just called Pirates oh. or something like that, isn't it? I don't know. Are there like three of them out that yeah. are all pirate-related. I am not a connoisseur of the pirate Yeah, thing. me neither. That's why I... I mean, I played my Seven Cities of Gold game back back on my Commodore 64, yeah. and that kind of scratched Sid that Meyer's itch for... Pirates, you know? I yeah. Mean, what, what else do you need? After that, I kind of... Or, or uh, what was that? Curse of Monkey Island. Like, oh, the whole yeah, Monkey yeah. Island series, the adventure that series. That was great. Yeah. From LucasArts. That kind of settled my... Need for pirate gaming. Arr. Arr. I can't <laughs> stop saying "arr" now. And we're missing Jim, who has the best pirate voice of us all. Damn it! Yeah, he, he does. Arr. Arr. All right, we've got some information about Eve Online. Haven't talked about that title for a while. Um, unfortunately, that's not very good news. Damn it. But we always have negative news to report. That's what we're Where's here for. Where's the positive for? news? Well, some puppies were seen out in a field oh. running around and... In, in, in which game? With babies. Oh, in real life. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Well, never mind that. <laughs> uh, anyway, EVE Online, apparently... A glass of beer was found half full in World of Warcraft. <laughs> Sorry. Lies. Oh, All yeah. lies. Okay. It was they're, they're using hacks. Yeah, probably hacksers. Speaking about hacks, EVE Online source code was apparently leaked uh, this week. Uh, full source code for the client uh, for EVE Online was made available recently via torrent on the uh, Pirate Bay, which is a notorious um, I've never website. been there. You ha- I have never been I to this website. I know nothing about it. What is the Pirate Bay? I do wink, not know. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Um, along with the torrent the user posts a chat transcript with a representative identified as Morpheus. Jiu-Jitsu? I'm oh, going to learn Jiu-Jitsu? I'm going to walk around with my arms behind my back like so. <laughs> anyway, uh, Morpheus, uh, who is apparently... Uh, he's the representative of CCP. He's the god of dreams. Uh, yeah. In the uh, lengthy and scatological exchange, uh, the poster of the source code <laughs> attempts to <laughs> get some answers from CCP's much maligned <laughs> security practices, particularly concerning the rife issue of bots and scripting in their flagship game. Uh, the conversation was a little bit less than professional, and, you know, if you search the interweb uh, such as it is, you should be able to find some, you know, posts of the chat transcript. Um, which is kind of weird. I mean, you can't really make a whole lot of sense. The, the I think the the person was, is obviously not English speaking native native English speaking, from what I can gather from reading this tran- transcript. Um, well, just as an aside, I have gone to a non-ghetto dictionary, <laughs> and scatology is the study analysis of feces or diagnosis. 
or also a preoccupation with feces, filth, and obscenities. So it must it must be in. Uh, so you could say that Jim and Noah are scatologues because they are obsessed with <laughs> right cussing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, or scatology. There was a ton of buzz on the on the official forums uh, surrounding the report. And, of course, CCP is, they're totally censoring its online forum for many references related to the leak. Um, in addition, uh, reports are being posted that CCP was seeding out most of the torrent themselves and then using the IP addresses of those who downloaded the client's source code um, in, order to be, in order to ban them. I am so glad I was so bored I didn't do that. Of course, I don't play that well, game. Well, yeah, and but, yeah, since I don't play that I, game, it really doesn't... I mean, I'm so glad I... I found that so boring that I would never do that. Right. Yeah, that would be really boring. You know, I don't want to know how they're you know, Then, of course, the spin doctors from CCP come out and they promise that there's no security risks involved in this. Unfortunately, they delivered it all in Icelandic and nobody knows what the hell they said. Yeah, you know, they're like, CCP is aware that individual claims to have access to the source code of the EVE client. This access is not a security risk to CCP in any way. Um, they also added, nothing the EVE client can do can affect the game state. No advantage can be gained by manipulating the EVE client. No advantageous or disadvantageous information can be transmitted to other EVE users by altering the EVE client. Well, well, I don't know. I guess that's, that's probably debatable, but Mark, what, I mean, you're kind of more in the know about, you know, source code scripts and whatnot. What what can this possibly mean? My careful analysis of the situation has <laughs> revealed the following facts. Yeah. Apparently, the person known in the chat dialogue as abuser has very bad English, he says. Right. And so he shouldn't have actually... He didn't mean to say it was leaked. It wasn't provided to him by anyone. Mm-hmm. What he did is he, he ran a... He reverse... He, de- he decompiled the Python scripting from the client because apparently they use Python for a lot of the scripting stuff. Okay. So so for one thing the whole story's kind of overblown. Um it's not like he has full source code to the whole thing. He just has a lot of the Python scripting so he has, like, stuff. Bits and pieces. And a lot it. of games use Python for scripting cuz it's really easy to learn. It's easy to use. It's it's just something you can plug in and and, and use with a Python interpreter. So that's that's what he has. So you're it's, saying users shouldn't be worried that they're going to like give away account information on accident. Yeah, I believe that the accounting like that. account information, the all the stuff that you know, all the stuff that you would use for your your credit card account, that type of stuff is a totally different system. The whole thing, though, you know, it goes back to their whole database exploit that they had back in what was it, like October? Did you say or January? Yeah, I, I did. I did a little sniffing around because I remember hearing something about. You know, another security breach that happened a while ago, and they did have a database breach back. Uh, I think it was in October, where they had to take the servers down for a while. See, that's pretty unforgivable. To uh, and they said in that one that the they basically just had the database hanging outside of the. There was no firewall in between it and the users. Uh, basically, the from the internet, people could connect directly to the database, and. <laughs> And the, apparently whatever the authentication was for it was so easy to get through. You could basically guess the password or whatever and get in. <laughs> the and password is one, yeah. two, The login is Eve four, Rocks. Password, five. Eve Rocks. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was easily, you know, conquered. 
again, I that was an in-game database. It wasn't part of their accounting for right. credit card information. But even but, then, you know, if, if they were able to hack into the database, they could yeah. manipulate ISK. If I was going to play EVE right now, I'd probably use PayPal for my subscription if it's an option. God, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just because they haven't been... Haven't been uh, caught with that yet doesn't mean that they're doesn't I mean, mean that it won't obviously they believe in security through obscurity and that's never a good good model to go with so yeah uh the whole the whole python thing i think it's just it's overblown but the way they handle it isn't that great either so i see i think these guys are great at making games really good at making a game that's addictive and hardcore with a good an incredible economy Oh yeah, not I mean, so good at hiring the right people to secure the stuff. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely need to work on their security. Apparently, yeah, I'd say so. So, Jason, wonderful game news. Something that I'm sure is going to it will make rock. You very happy. It'll rock the MMO industry. Apparently, uh, Horizons is Horizons is not called Horizons anymore. Yay! Yeah, I know. We've all been waiting for this announcement. Thank God. For, I, I know. That was the only thing holding it back. Uh, they changed the name from Horizons to Hysteria Chronicle, Chronicles of the Gifted. I uh, man, I know. I that's, dude. I'm so back. I'm going back to the game now. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 going back, even though I never went there. I'm gonna. <laughs> I I can't wait. I can't wait to. To uh, play that crappy game it's again. Brilliance to change the name. It is. I mean, because God, it was so. It was just hindering the game so much. Yeah, and it. Well, you know, it is like Horizons is like some kind of crazy organic milk company. So yeah, that's true. I always. I mean, I, I was getting them confused myself. I was thinking it was like a milking baby needs milk. MMO. Does that mean he needs to play some? Crappy MMO or oh no no wait no no that's a, okay so tell us what's going on anyway with this. They, they said we've always felt that it made more sense to have a name that reflected what the game was about so we came up with three gazillion words said Rick Simmons president of Virtuum which is the uh, the, the new owner of the license I Yay. guess if you want to call it a license um, and our game is about hysteria and the stories of the people who inhabit the world. It's always been confusing why the name of the game was Horizons. It but our website domain was Hysteria.com, and our main focus was about Hysteria and the Gifted. We decided to change the name so that it made a little more sense. Well, it did keep me up at night. Thank God they've finally... Yeah, I've... Uh, you know, I've I've wondered forever why this was, and, and, and now that they've made the change, surely... Surely they're going to at least get a million subscribers. Only good things can happen. Because, you know... Yeah, only good things can come out of this. Yeah, well... You know, that and the fact that they're the only... They're the only MMO who lets you play as a dragon. That's I, such a huge I draw. Do like, I do like to play my level one dragon named Puff. <laughs> He's a magic dragon. Does, does he live by the sea? He does. <laughs> cool. Yes, in a land called something or other. Honolulu. Yeah, I think so. Right on, yeah. man. Not hysteria. You know, a little Jackie paper. Yep, yep. He really liked that puff. It's good. Pretty cool. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with weed or anything. No, it's no. not. It's definitely and neither not. does this game. No, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the, honestly, the only reason why you'd probably want to play this game is if you were high. The new name, obviously, from a pipe dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> big freaking pipe. Yeah, 
yeah, I don't know. It, it just cracks me up how they... I love how the spin, they spin it where it's all, Oh, yes! Things are so much better it's now as, that we It's almost as good as the spin of the whole um, Warhammer Online spin where they're like, Warhammer announces new release date. This is a good thing. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean it's delayed? Well, I don't know. It probably still is a good thing, well, actually. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's like, give us a break. We're not that stupid. Come on. I just I love it. I, I love how this comes out, and it's just so incredibly crazy stupid that we just had to share it with you all. Thank you for listening. So, Jason, I hear that uh, I hear that Blizzard's really easy to fool. Yeah, and then if you apparently they're totally easy to fool. If you're playing not. WoW and you want to like claim that you had a epic writing mount and skill yeah, writing that claim that you paid like the three thousand gold that to, you'll easily get away with it. Yeah, totally. In, yeah. in fact, some player tried to do that. Uh, this is hilarious. And Ran across well. this earlier, um, where a player claiming that he had spent the 3,000 gold to, you know, get the riding skill and the additional, I don't know, I, I think the mount itself doesn't cost that much. It's, yeah, it's the skill. But it's the skill itself that costs yeah. a shitload. Anyway, so kept complaining about it, kept complaining about it, apparently sent in a ton of uh, petitions um, indicating that, you know, he had purchased the skill and now this skill is no longer there for, for whatever reason and and he's pissed. He, yeah, that was the best part was this guy, Karanth, obviously had a whole bunch of anger that he had built up as he tried to defraud the lizard guys. Yeah, exactly. And then er, earlier in the week, uh, there was a, a post by, uh, by a, a Blizzard representative that totally just slams him. And, and it's just... It, the, the, the interesting part about this whole post is, is that it shows you exactly how much Blizzard knows about your account, about what you, you know, what you sell on the auction house, what you say in, you know, the chat logs and whatnot. I mean, they can find, they could pretty much find everything. It, it basically gives you some insight on how they're able to restore, like, people who actually have valid claims that they've been yeah. hacked, yeah. how they're able to go in there and actually see what happened and went on, and they're able to restore um, Yeah, I've always wondered, lost, how the hell do they know what Lost items, really well... This this post is just beautiful. Um, you know, the GM goes and, and says, well, let's go through step by step and detail the turn of events as I see them. And, <laughs> and he goes on and he lists everything that happens. He goes through his first few p- petitions, you know, where where the complainant says, well, you know, asking that he, they take a look into his missing flight skill that he claims to have purchased five days prior and in that petition, you declare that you purchased the Eptic Riding skill on Sunday with the money that you had been saving up for two months and were playing until the service went down for maintenance on Monday morning. According to my records, you were offline when the Game Master attempted to contact you. So as you said, they sent you an email. I see that you repetition on that same day, almost nine hours later... Here you mentioned that you were missing the writing skill and you had just learned on Monday and that you had played all night until you were kicked off Tuesday morning. Again, I see that you were not online when the Game Master received your 
petition, so they sent you a second email stating that they were unable to verify the loss of gold and this skill. <laughs> the very next day, you petition in twice more, uh, which has been stated here in this post, mentioning that you borrowed most of the gold to be able to purchase this skill. Unfortunately, this was also received while you were offline. Email sent asking you for more information on the issue, specifically a time frame of when this happened. The second, where you actually got to speak to a game master who informs you that they're unable to verify that you ever purchased the skill. And he's changed his story three times in petitions. Yeah, like, it seriously no, looks like you, would you think can... Just tracking the petitions would be easy, right? I mean, that's... That, that I always thought they could do, but then exactly. it gets kind of scary. Yeah, and then... So he goes on and... You read down further. It says, I understand you're unable to petition via the in-game client, whether it was because your account's billing cycle had lapsed, as you say in your third petition, <laughs> due to the fact that you're away on a trip, as you claim in your fifth petition, or because you, or because you had to get a new computer, including a quote-unquote fairly good graphics card, and double the RAM of your old computer. As you told your guildmates. Dun, dun, dun. However, in the future, I would recommend that you take the time to send an email to wowgm at blizzard.com if you ever experience an issue that is fairly important to you. This way we can look into it as soon as it takes place. So obviously, they, went, they even went back to look at guild chat logs yeah. to see what was going on with this guy. I have a feeling, however... That in this specific case would not have done much good, if any at all. The reason I say this is because upon doing a few searches of my own, I see that on this date, at approximately this time, whatever, and I'm not going to quote the dates and times for you, it says, uh, <laughs> you zone into the Outlands with 149 gold, to 98 go. silver, and 42 copper. Way to go, level 70. I see that you purchase your Red Writhing ne Nether Ray, which had exalted with the uh, Tatari Skyguard sky cost 160 gold. Following that, you'd log on with about 14 gold, 99 silver, 42 copper. Congratulations on your primal water selling. Again, and then it has like a happy, funny face. Another, whoa, they Again, know what you sell. Moment where you're like, okay, yeah, Blizzard, how much is Blizzard able to get from your account information? I mean, they, they can find pretty much anything yeah. you know, that you've done you know, how much you've purchased, you know, what you... They, they know everything. <laughs> they see you when you're sleeping. Yeah, they, they know, know when you're awake. <laughs> they know when you're trying to be a fucking ass and cheating them out of 3,000 gold is basically what they're saying. Within a few days... And, and the post goes on. A search within a few days of this purchase shows that at no time did you have the 5,000-ish gold that is required for purchasing the writing skill itself. I also Aww. find it a bit confusing. You mentioned that on, Such you know, this state. date that you can't, quote-unquote, can't wait for a faster mount because you just need the skill because you already have the Red Riding Nether Ray. I hope this clears up any confusion or frustration you might have about this situation. The only thing I have left is that I would like to take this time to remind you of our stance on defrauding or attempting to defraud a GM. Whenever possible... We try to give the players the benefit of the doubt in questionable situations. We honestly hope players do not attempt to take advantage of this trust and provide full cooperation. However, if we later find that an attempt was made to defraud a GM, the offending player may have action taken against them. Attempts to defraud a GM include, but are not limited to, misdirecting a DM, GM's attention, withholding information, providing false information, and any attempts to trick a GM, which... 
obviously you can't really trick a GM because they're able to get basically any information they want. Uh, I, I, just... thought, I thought it was great. I thought this was just a vulgar display of GM power, which was awesome. I mean, the guy totally got owned. Well, that was everybody what... knew he got owned. Everybody on the boards after he posted the, <laughs> the GM posted this, and everybody on the boards is like owned, total ownage. <laughs> it was man. I mean, it was just so awesome. Uh... It was hilarious. Well, nice try. Yeah, it was a nice try. I guess I won't be attempting to defraud a GM anytime soon, knowing that they're able to find all this information out. Only I hadn't set into motion my whole level 70 writing epic flying skill scam last night. <laughs> right, Damn. right. I, I know, no, yeah, he spoiled it for you, essentially. Yeah. I said I jumped into the water, and somehow when I did that with my character, my I cast I cast a underwater breathing skill, and mm-hmm. it somehow negated my writing skill and it went oh, away. Oh, I totally see and, how that and, can happen. And I totally forgot that I was actually the character in question was a warrior, not a <laughs> warlock. So I'm not sure if they're going to buy that. It could yeah. be bad. But I don't know. Yeah, nice this try. is just a, This is just a great example and a great look into exactly how how much information Blizzard really knows. How, they, how, how much they're able to go... I mean, the lengths that they'll go to to try to help a player out and then, of course, of course, they they're also able to find whether you're just being completely full of shit or not. And I'm pretty sure this applies to all MMOs, so m- might be careful. It could. You better, yeah, better better not even mess around because Big Brother is definitely watching you. I would say try it on CCP. <laughs> Maybe. For our final news story. Ending on a high note. <laughs> we always try to end on a high note. I know. We're Rarely not happens. successful, but... It's more like a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite the triumphant... No, no. Anyway, a couple blog posters seem to be... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's last second jitters over Age of Conan and... And how it's finally almost it's here. I have be. to find fault with it before it's even released. Well, yeah, maybe how hardcore it's going to be, the community, whether or not the community is going to be conducive to casual play, whether they're going to be, you know, bombarded with, you know, nonstop griefing. I need boobies. Well, yeah, and, and, and the boobies, too. Anyway, this comes via uh, Keenan and Grav's uh, podcast and, and blog site, of course. Uh, they they're kind of I think they they're going to be, you know, leading the charge. Leading the charge as far as Age of Conan and Warham Warhammer Online podcasting goes, which is really cool. I can't wait to give them a listen. That's cool because anyway, we're going to be leading the charge on on Legend of Hysteria, the Lost Chronicles of the Spellborn. <laughs> we have been from day one, and, man, as well as uh, RuneScape. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, anyway, the blog post is, uh, it starts out saying they're worried about the Conan kitties. Uh, basically he, they were trying to find a decent age of Conan community. Uh, lately, he says, but lately I've all, I've all but given up on any attempt at social interaction with the soon-to-be Conanites. Age of Conan is attracting a lot of the die-hard, hardcore guild elitist computer muscle, highly competitive trash-talking thug types. 
Need a few examples? Just check out these forums. And he posts, and of course he unfortunately links the IGN Conan forums, oh, well, which are like... a good place for quality posts. Yeah, I'm sorry, but IGN posts are like the dregs of humanity as far as it's I'm like concerned. It's like where uh, Sean Elliott from GFW goes to find all of <laughs> his good like, heroes of the web or whatever. And he says basically every other topic is full of we are better than you, die on a fire, and, and a peeing contest. I can understand the passion. I'm a big supporter of Realm Pride and all that. But this is a bit extreme. It's that Ashram's called Dark Tide server or hey, what was Dark wrong with Age that? of Camelot and Mordred server mindset. Hey, what was wrong with that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that same type of gamer that rolls up Those were to the a land servers. center to have a guild fight in real life with a rival guild. I guess it's an e-gaming mentality. And I don't, our guild would have kicked their ass. And he doesn't. Over. And he says that he doesn't blend in well with that type of gamer style. But then he asks a question. He says, "Is the game to blame? The entire game is a guild competition at heart. It's Conan for crying out loud." Who has the big, biggest city? Who actually owns the city? Can we de- we can defend it? Who can beat who? Whose guild is bigger? Who has the better website? Etc. 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 Makes me feel dirty just thinking about it. Can mm. I play the game and be in that world without partaking in all the bullshit? If I can just ignore it and not let it affect me, then I'm fine. But I'm worried that the game is purposely trying to create an atmosphere specifically for this type of gamer. Is it really? It is really a perfect niche for Conan to fill, since this type of game is not into the war is not into the Warhammer Online or even World of Warcraft style. Um, you know, and, and that of course spawns some responses, and and Jason had to say something. Well, you know, my my whole point is, you know, it's like you're you're going to get that in any game that you're you know, you're playing. I mean, there's not. You mean you, you mean to tell me that there's not like a lot of guild stroking in uh, World of Warcraft, or or there won't be in Warhammer Online, for instance? I mean, can I can I mention a dirty little secret? What's a dirty little secret, Mark? These are video games, mm-hmm. and people who are concerned about running into immature actions by gamers who are kids <laughs> should think about the fact that they're playing a video game. Yeah, that's part of it too. If you stoop to the level of 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 video game playing I'm not saying stoop to the I guess not stoop to the level if you're playing a video game and you're surprised to be surrounded by children <laughs> what's your problem it's I like know. I don't understand why well, well, I, mean, I, mean, I guess it's not even so much just children I hate, this, it's, I hate the kitties I, I think his concern is is that you know it's like the community is you know full of you know hardcore you know guild you know guild leaders who are you know hell bent on you know, total world domination, and and they're going to get ganked on every turn. I, Tobald had another comment on his on his uh, blog site as well. Um, anyway, he stated that he wanted to play some Major Conan, uh, and but he has some concerns, such as like the twitchy combat. He says, you know, because of his age, and he simply can't press buttons as fast as somebody half my age. <laughs> <laughs> Quit playing and, games. And Play apart chess. from my brain being laggy, I also foresee that some people having problems with internet lag. Go if to a, if a split second is reaction in reaction time makes a difference in combat, and for some reason your ping goes up beyond 100 milliseconds, you're obviously in trouble. Normal, normally, I would say, Tobold, run, don't walk, but because you're so old, go, old. go to the park, 
and find Ian McKellen, also known as Magneto, and play chess with him in the park because that's the only game that's slow enough for you at this point in time. I have this huge problem with like the whole like MMO blogosphere because of these like crazy double standards they have. They want these games to be full of like mature, goal-oriented adults, and yet then they don't want but people to be too hardcore and competitive. It's like, what do you want? I don't want to be surrounded by children. It's a video game. I don't want to be surrounded by competitive adults that are serious and hardcore about it. But I don't want to play a Care Bear game like, wow. It's like, what the hell do you want? I don't think people do know what You know what you need to do? You need to go get Daikyu Mud and fire it up on a computer and play it all by yourself in in the privacy of your own home. (laughs) That's the only freaking way you're going to be happy. Either yeah. that or go play Hello Kitty online, right? Bar- Hello Kitty Dark Apocalypse. You know, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. It's like, what what do you want? I, I don't understand how come nothing that is out there is ever good enough. It's always got some major problem with it, like too much competition, too many kids, not hardcore enough, too hardcore, uh, not a robust economy. Too I twitchy. don't like to craft. It's too fast. It's too slow. Yeah. Okay. I really don't know that there is a game for everyone, but for a lot of you guys, checkers is probably your best <laughs> option. Seriously, and play it. Uh, play solitaire checkers because competition seems to be a problem too. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand all the all these issues that people have. It's, Honestly, it's I mean, a it's, game. It's competitive. It's a game. It's going to be competitive. It's an MMO. It's really you're always going to run into those player types, no matter what MMO you're going to be playing. I mean, there's always going to be the, that person who wants to level faster. There's always that guild who wants more to try time. to run through the raid content before anybody else does it. You know, there's you're always going to run into Don't those types them of people. You know, don't hate them for it. Just yeah, you know, play your game. Play, so now, play the way you want to play. Now is my chance to do a shout out to my Age of Conan guild because they are actually really cool. You have an Age of Conan guild I've, already? I have been part of this guild for uh, almost a year. You're not going to be part of the Channel Massive guild? Well, I mean, as soon as as soon as it comes out, I'll leave this guild and join the Channel Massive guild. But, <laughs> oh, so you say? But uh, well, we have to start it once Oni gets on there and takes over. Um, but but anyway, my guild in Age of Conan is called The Eminence, and the website is theeminence.com. Are they are they all elite and hardcore? Yes. <laughs> they are? <laughs> yeah, you have to go through an application to even get application in. Application process? Yeah, like for mine, I had to have like my high school transcripts, my college transcripts. Jeez. I had to, they had a, they needed my credit score. <laughs> I had to send them naked pictures of my wife. I don't understand, but oh, you know, man. in the end, they let me in, I guess. I I, I guess it should be good. But Surely no, on the naked pictures alone. They're, they're a pretty organized uh, little guild, though, seriously. They're very, um... Very interested in making having fun with it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I just like to give them a shout out. I don't know. I mean, I think I think if you could find like, a, I mean, yeah, you're always going to have those. Any game is going to have those asshole, crazy, hardcore player types who are, yep. You know, and then you're also going to have like the the players who want to basically live live to do nothing but make life miserable for other players most of the time. Yeah, it's like Bar or uh, not Bartles. <laughs> It's the, you know, it's the four player types, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. You're always yeah. going to run into different player types, and, you know, I honestly don't understand. I mean, it's like, you know, I guess, do you, do you think that, do you think that Funcom is intentionally trying to, to cater towards the hardcore 
PvP elite. No. Necessarily. I think they're just trying to make a game. I just think they're trying to make a good game. And, and, and they're and they're, the only thing I think they're helping on doing is keeping it um, in the spirit of what Robert E. Howard. Yeah, and, and the Age of Conan world it was not a nice, happy, no. care-pair environment at and, all. It was and, brutal. And when you talk to... Or not when you... Well, I've never talked to him, but when you hear interviews with the developers of this game, they they don't talk about, like, we're trying to make it live up to the Else Break to Camp remakes of all of Robert E. Howard's books, or even the Robert Jordan remakes of the books, right. or even the comic book. They're They're trying to go to the source. They're trying to make it... They're just trying to realize this world that was conceived by one wacky dude, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and they're trying to make it as true to life as that. And because of that, the content for it is more gritty. It's it's more adult-oriented. It's not a, it's not a teen game, you know? So they're, 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 they're really targeting a certain kind of content. I don't think they're trying to make an experience that's going to be exclusive in that it, you have to be a hardcore player or anything like that. I haven't picked that up from them at all. No. It's just, here's the world we've created. It's going to be the most harsh, gritty, most, you know, kind of realistic fantasy world. It's definitely not high fantasy. It's dark fantasy. No, it's not high we're, fantasy we're, at all. We're just trying to generate, we're just trying to, here's this world we're creating. Like it or not, give it a shot. If you like Conan... This isn't the cartoon version, you no. know, and that's totally Definitely cool, not. and that resonates with me really strongly as a big Robert E. Howard reader. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I, you know, I just, I don't, you know, I, I think, I don't understand why the casual player should be afraid of giving this a shot. Yeah, honestly, I, I think it's what you make of it. You know, if you're a casual gamer, go to the bar and hang out and drink. And yeah, exactly. Do some do some drunken PvP. yeah do some drunken brawling you know I I, I guess that's they, they kind of worked that up to be really kind of fun yeah so <laughs> I can't wait to give it a shot Channel Massive is now sponsored by Funko <laughs> yeah sweet <laughs> we just gained a new we sponsor we sold out yay no. <laughs> um, but yeah sorry about my my ranting about the, uh, the blogosphere but it's just sometimes you just kind of go what the hell why can't anybody ever be happy. We fear change. Fear change. Change is bad. Well, that was a great debate about Age of Conan and and the casual versus hardcore playing lifestyle. What 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 that game will bring? I we can well shoot. We're gonna find out. Yeah, it's it's coming soon. Coming around the corner. Coming soon to a GameStop near you. Channel Massive is now sponsored by GameStop. <laughs> Woohoo! Anyway, uh, we'd like to thank you all, of course, for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, we can always be reached at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. M-A-I-L. Uh, if you're trying to reach Jim specifically, it's M-A-L-E. And if you want to send us a audio feedback. Yes, what item? is the Skype address? It's channel.massive.skype on Skype. We still don't have like a 1-800 number, but we're oh. working towards it. As soon as we get Noah to pony up some more cash, we'll be set. But for now, if you want to, Skype us at channel.massive.skype and let us know what you think. Derek, we would love to hear you in an audio format, so... No, we wouldn't. 
<laughs> and, just, and for just now, so from now on, he should be referred to as the nameless one. The nameless one may call in, and we will rearrange everything that you say in in, an, in a hilarious audio order, or perhaps <laughs> make a rap song out of your comments. But uh, anyway, send us in That'd some stuff. Scary. Help us test out our Skype thing. We'd appreciate it. We'll play you. Thanks for listening, as always. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.